Welcome to the Public Service Reform Podcast from the Centre for Market and Public Organisation. I'm Ramesh Vaitalingam, and today I'm talking to Helen Simpson, who's a researcher at the Institute for Fiscal Studies and a research associate of the Centre here in Bristol. We're going to be talking about how you measure productivity in the public sector, which sounds like a rather arcane subject, but actually in the light of uh, the uh, government's agenda of pouring a lot of money into education, health and other public services, and also trying to implement a uh, big reform programme, is actually quite important. So Helen, how do we measure uh, productivity in the public sector? So first we should probably be clear what we're talking about in terms of productivity. Essentially, measuring productivity is a way of telling you how much you get out for how much you put in. So essentially relating a measure of inputs to a measure of outputs. So the Office for National Statistics used to um, measure the output of of public services simply as the same as inputs. So the amount of expenditure on inputs, such as, for example, teachers, equipment, computers, um, medical equipment, would be equal to the amount of um, output delivered. And on this type of measure, inputs were equal to outputs, and so there was absolutely no scope for any productivity growth over time. So what's changed in recent years is that the ONS has started to use counts of activities carried out um, in, for example, the education and health sectors, So, say, numbers of pupils enrolled in schools, numbers of different types of um, operations carried out in hospitals as actual measures of outputs for those sectors. Now, using that type of measure, there is scope for productivity growth or or declines in productivity. But, unfortunately, using those um, counts of activities also aren't quite uh, at the ideal way of measuring output for those types of sectors. So there's essentially, um, say, three types of problems with using these types of counts of activities. The first of which is they may not um, fully capture the full extent of the outputs of um, the services that we're interested in. So, for example, for the police and fire services, it's relatively easy to measure numbers of fires put out, numbers of crimes successfully detected. It's much harder to measure things like crime prevention and... um, fire prevention, which are very important outputs of those two services. So that's one problem. A second problem is that these counts of activities, so say number of pupils enrolled in the school, don't necessarily measure changes over time in the quality of the service provided, so the quality of educational services. And so um, one way to try and deal with that type of problem is actually to use um, information on outcomes for pupils going through school. So adjust these counts of head counts of pupils enrolled with actual information on how well they've done in examinations over time. A third problem with these um, counts of activities as measures of output is very hard to add them up to create a measure of the overall output of a GP surgery or of a hospital. Um, when measuring um, output in the in private sectors we can use information on prices to actually add up goods and services to try and find the value of sales, for example, the output of a shop. But in the public sector, we don't typically have any prices because these types of services are provided free at the point of use. So that's another problem that needs to be dealt with if you switch away from this method of using um, inputs to measure outputs and start using counts of activities. So the, the old method sounds daft, but the, the new method sounds incredibly complicated and difficult to do. I mean, 
Are people coming up with solutions, uh, clever ways of, of, uh, of measuring it properly? Well, essentially, the um, approach taken for the, by the Office for National Statistics has followed on from a recent review led by um, Sir Tony Atkinson into improving these measures of output of public services and improving measures of productivity. And essentially, the direction is get more information. Try and incorporate um, more information to try and refine these output measures. So, for example, it's no longer the case that the education measure of output in the education sector is simply measured by numbers of pupils enrolled. It's now adjusted to actually try and capture attendance. And there have been um, a number... Um, a few experimental studies carried out by the Office for National Statistics to try and incorporate further quality measures. So in education, using information on trends in GCSE examination results, using information on how um, pupils perform between key stage tests to try and um, pick out trends in, in quality improvements. In the health service, to try and use information on trends in survival rates trends in waiting times, so if waiting times decrease, we might see that as an increase in the quality of service provided by the NHS, and sort of information on overall patient experiences. And making these types of adjustments typically tends to increase the output of these two sectors. Okay, so, so we do have some evidence, we do have some numbers, uh, and productivity is going up, going down? Well, unfortunately, um, the answer to that question is it depends how you measure it. So um, just using the sort of basic measures of counts of activities by, these, by say, um, the education sector and the NHS, it looks as if in recent years that productivity has actually been falling. And that's because, because of the um, significant increases in resources being, being put into these sectors, as you mentioned at the beginning, the increase in inputs has simply been outstripping the increase in outputs. Now, if you start making these types of quality adjustments, what typically happens is that measured outputs increase a bit faster, which makes productivity, uh, the trend in productivity look a bit better. A more um, controversial step, which the um, Office for National Statistics is experimenting with, and it does itself um, acknowledge that this is controversial, is to make a further adjustment to these um, trends in the outputs of public services in line with increases in individuals' average real earnings. So you might say to me, why, why would you potentially want to do that? Well, you think about it this way. Um, so say today um, an individual can earn significantly more by working than they could 10 years ago. What that means now is um, if they're ill and unable to work, the cost to them of not being able to work is greater now because they're foregoing a greater wage than what they would have foregone 10 years ago. So in a sense, you can think of them valuing healthcare more, healthcare which enables them to get back to work, more now than 10 years ago, and that increases the value of the output of the NHS. So what's a little bit um, controversial, I guess, is whether you want to use that type of adjustment when measuring productivity. So why are we interested in measuring productivity? We'd like to know... Um, how well the education sector or the healthcare sector is performing, say before and after some change in, in um, the way these services are delivered. 
And so what I think we really want to do there is try and measure output as closely as possible in terms of what a hospital or school actually produces, say, the number of successful operations of a particular type, given the resources that we use to produce them, before and after the policy change. Rather than using measures of output, which actually include um, factors such as changes in the way that society actually values healthcare over time. So the way you were talking about individuals' uh, potential earnings in the labour market seems to be making a link with the whole uh, private sector productivity agenda that has been another important part of this government's uh, programme. What, what, is, what is the connection there, really? Well, the government is focusing on closing the productivity gap with um, the USA, Germany and France, for example. And the public sector actually makes up a significant proportion um, of the UK economy. So I think one link here is getting an accurate sort of internationally comparable um, measure of productivity in the public sector to try and understand the extent to which um, it might be public sector activity that's underlying the overall productivity gap. And that type of analysis has been done quite a bit for private sector productivity, but not to the same extent for public sector productivity. And there's good reasons for that. Firstly, the reasons we've just discussed, it's exceedingly difficult to measure. And secondly, for reasons such as if you're comparing something like healthcare in the UK with healthcare in the US, it's actually delivered in a very different way um, through the NHS in the UK and through a more private insurance-based system in the US. So part of the Office for National Statistics' latest initiatives is to try and create better um, comparable measures of public sector output and productivity across these countries. Final question. We know there's, there's always uh, public scepticism about statistics, uh, and it seems to me, given the complexity of measuring public sector productivity, there's a great likelihood that the public will say, oh, what's this all about? This is another way of massaging the figures. It's telling us that productivity is going up with these very strangely constructed measures. How, how do you think, um, maybe it's not a question for an economist, but how, how, how do you think that uh, these, these new measures can be uh, sold effectively and, 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 and gain wider public acceptance? Well, as economists, we kind of, first of all, have to sort of sell these measures to ourselves as well as selling them to everyone else. And um, the way, in fact, that the Office for National Statistics is going about this is trying to actually get some more sort of detailed on-the-ground information to try and check that the picture that's being told by these aggregate trends in productivity, say, for the education sector, is the same as statistics that they're seeing um, say, in terms of what's actually happening to pupil attendance, what's actually happening to exam results, and actual um, every more everyday facts and figures that we might see, and to see if they're moving in the same way as, as the way they're actually measuring aggregate output. Helen Simpson, thank you very much. Thank you.